This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Hey there, Smooth Operators. Welcome to Friday's show. This is the interview show, and you all know how darn excited I get when I get to bring in a guest expert, and today is no exception uh, because really, guys, life is about more than business. We know this, right? It's We have our business life, but then we have everything else around it, and if our life is out of sorts, if something's out of balance, how can we ever expect to be successful in our businesses? Because I can say in my personal experience, when the business was off, it was because of something at home. It was because of something in me. And I couldn't, it wasn't just about fixing something in the business. It was about fixing myself first. This is why self-care, family care, being right with the people that you love and that you're close to in your life are so important because if we can win there first, then we can win in business. It does not happen the other way around. There is no magical funnel or magical sale that is going to fix a broken home situation. You got to fix that first, guys, and then you're going to be able to be successful in your business, which is why I got to bring in my good friend who I've been talking to now. We've been in a mastermind together for a couple of months. Uh, his name is Scott Landis. Scott is the CEO of Awakened Life Coaching and Training. And he's this guy is super awesome. I cannot wait to bring him on the show. I, we've had s- such amazing conversations already. Um, and really, I'm just always amazed uh, by the depth of Scott's knowledge, his compassion, just the way he shows up in a room. And he's just one of those people you meet and you're immediately like, I need to spend more time with you because you make you make my life better just by being in my life. So Without further ado, let me bring you on the show, Scott. Thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to Smooth Operator. Thank you, Adam. I would say all those things about you too, and I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Absolutely, Scott. So tell us a little bit about your background. What brought you to this place? What brought me to this place? Well, um, I think, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since 2001. And uh, I started out being a very goal-oriented machine, completely focused on goals. And um, that brought me to, you know, I started out in insurance and financial services. I got involved in real estate investing. And then uh, 08, came around uh, and I experienced a financial catastrophe, lost everything. After, after a great success in goal-crushing, uh, I, I had that up and that big crash down and I spent the next couple, two or three years reassessing, like, what is the meaning of life? What does this all mean? Why did goals not like, you know, and, and being a good goal achiever, why did that not turn into everything I hoped for? And, and, and that led me to understanding more about purpose and, fulfillment and the things that are deeper meaning in life. Um, not just about achieving a goal for money, revenue. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I, I think 2012 is when I kind of had this, uh, 
this epiphany, um, what I call my awakening. And it was a spiritual awakening, really. I mean, uh, I've been a Christian my whole life, grew up as a cultural Christian. And, uh, but then I just really started believing that, that, uh, that uh, there's a God that designed me and there's a purpose for that design. And it's not just to go to heaven someday, it's to do work on the earth while I'm here. And uh, that just completely changed everything. So I've been obsessed for the last 10 years with the idea of living a life of purpose through business, um, integrating everything about your life, your, your marriage, your family, the fun you have, your activities and your work into a specific and clear purpose. My goodness. So something did get good did come out of 2008. And we can say this now, <laughs> 12 years after the fact, because I can't imagine what that was like to, to go through just everything crashing around you. But like how how did that like how did that impact your your awareness, your your confidence in in moving forward? Or was it like what what were some of your thoughts back then? Uh, during that time uh in that time before the the kind of the awakening time uh so 09 to 2012 i i was i was pretty much just lost i i i did have a strong belief in god and so my faith was like okay i know that i know that there's something i just don't know what it is like i'm too stupid to figure this out like i just don't have the eyes to see it um and so i just became a sponge and i and i knew that the answers that I got from my um, entrepreneurial world weren't the ones that served me because I, I I was I was a sponge before, but I was looking at secular um, solutions, right? Um, none of them are bad. It just it, it, I just knew something was missing, and I didn't know what. And I knew that there for me, it, I, I feel like there had to be something that was a, a God centered uh, solution that I didn't know. Right. So I had these two worlds in my life. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to this um, compartmentalization of faith and, and the rest of your life. Right. So someday I was a Christian and the rest of the week, I didn't really know what was different about my life compared to my friends that didn't go to church. I mean, right. other than Sunday, pretty much everything else looked the same and including best business practices. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong with best business practices, but I just realized they didn't get me where I wanted to go. Mm. And so I just, during that time period, to answer your question, I just felt lost. And, uh, and I knew what I, I didn't want to repeat the same process. Cause that's sort of the gut reaction, right? You're like, okay, you have a, you have a, you know, a success and a failure. And you're like, oh, just repeat the same process. You know, that would be one option. I just right. didn't feel like that was the right thing for me. So I just kind of took a pause. I, uh, I ended up getting a job, a job, like going from entrepreneur, business owner, multiple businesses, um, kind of leading a pack, um, to getting a job. That's a tough thing for us entrepreneurs. Right. But, um, I, I, that's just where I was mentally. I was like, I, I know that left to my own devices, I'm just going to set a goal and crush it. And that could hurt. I, I, I felt pain association with 
goal setting and crushing goals. So I was like, okay, can't do that. It was like a Pavlov dog thing. Do not do that. Um, and I didn't know what else to do. So I sort of just like my mantra during that time is if I don't know what to do, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. And so that kind of like set me on a path for not very much growth for a while. Right. My goodness. You know, there's, there's something you hit on there was the compartmentalization and how you were treating your, your lives like you were leading separate lives, depending on days of the week and what activity you were doing. And mm -hmm. I've personally found when we do that, it actually leads to competition. Like, mm. and when we're compartmentalizing like that, we're almost at war with ourselves, like that internal tug of war that's mm. going on. And I think that's like the exact opposite of actually living with purpose where we're kind of having this life that's all inclusive, that's all in and just like everything is matching. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that kind of leads us into having a life of purpose, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely, I didn't know it then, but that was definitely what was missing. It's just like the why behind everything else. And again, for me, when it when the first clue was, uh, again, that 2012 awakening, the first clue was, okay, I've, I've, again, I grew up going to church. So the message of the Bible wasn't unfamiliar to me. Mm -hmm. um, the message of the church wasn't unfamiliar. And the gospel message, you know, I, I, I've heard these terms, I've heard, you know, oh, heaven, I know what that is. That's where I go someday when I die. Right. What changed was being a Christian is not just about where you go after you die. There's actually mm -hmm. work to be done on this planet, this time that exists, you know, in, in eternity, which is such a small, short period of time. Yeah. But I felt an urgency once I, once I realized, okay, oh, this isn't just camping at the bus stop waiting for, you know, got my ticket to heaven, waiting for the bus to arrive. And I get, I know I've got it, you know, when it comes, I got it. I felt that certainty, but I didn't I, literally, I felt like I was just sitting here waiting for that to happen and you might as well do whatever you do. But when right. I realized, okay, there's actually a meaning and a purpose to this time on the planet um, and, it, and, you know, I mean, I could go way deep into that, but the, the big idea is that, um, you realize, okay, there's work to be done. There's a, there's a reason why that work needs to be done. And, and then that's for everyone, but then mm -hmm. specifically for me, I've got my specific if, as evidenced by my gifting, like I have different gifting than you and you have different gifting than me. I realize that uh, we have different retinal scans. We have different fingerprints. Oh, yeah. there's some uniqueness. So there's this broad sense of purpose, but then there's a unique assignment for me and for you and for each person. Like I got excited about that. If I could figure out what is that unique thing that I'm supposed to do? Like if, if the God of the universe says, Scott, you've got this unique thing that I want you to do while you're here, you know, it's, yeah. it's a take it or leave it. Like he's going to be fine whether or not I do it. But I believed that, you know, I, I came to find that um, that was for me. Like, again, you can, you can hang out at the bus stop all, you know, for the rest of your life, or you can go do an adventure. Mm. Uh you know, there's, there's something exciting and, and, and fulfilling. Like I created you to do this exact thing. And if you do that thing, 
it's going to be awesome, right? You're going to love it because I created you to love it. So that's where, you know, I just became obsessed with that concept and it got me really excited, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I can barely tell. I love it. (laughs) So I think there's so much to take away from that, Scott, because it's not a matter of if we're going to face those moments in our life. I think it's when and how often. And if you're listening and you haven't experienced that yet, brother, it's coming, mm-hmm. it's coming. And, and the, the thing is going to be how we respond in those moments. And I, I love your idea of the unique assignment. You know, mm. I'm a military guy. We get assignments all the time. Like mm-hmm. go do that. And it's like, well, there's my assignment. Mm-hmm. If our listeners out there and they're thinking, well, what's my assignment? Like, how do we find that assignment? Is it as simple as, what our second grade teacher told us, like, if you had a million dollars, what would you do for the rest of your life? Or is there something a little deeper than that, that we can do to find our assignment? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the big question, right? And, and my, my podcast, I, I interview people, like I've got 50 interviews with people and I'm asking that question. There's uh, 50 different answers, right? So, so yeah. here's my two cents for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, the way I kind of look at it. And again, I, I, I spent the last 10 years being obsessed with this, working with entrepreneurs and business leaders who are wanting to explore that question. And so I've learned a few things along the way by working with those people. And and kind of my formula is it, it starts with that, uh, again, that concept, you know, wherever you are on, on a spiritual place or a faith place uh, or religious place. Um, if you can buy the idea that there's design in you, right? If you can, if you can get past that obstacle, that hurdle of like, okay, yeah, I could see there's design here, right? Just you know, I can see there's design in the car in the in the driveway. You know, it, it's it, it's got a design. It's got a purpose, right? The purpose is evidenced by the design. Ah, so if we look at people that way. Um, you know, what are the unique qualifiers? What are the gifts, the gifting, the things that are easy? Then, And the question that the kindergarten teacher asks, if you had, you know, unlimited resource, what would you do? There is clues there. There are clues in what you're passionate about, what you're attracted to, what you're opposed to, what gets you really pissed off, what gets you really excited? Like, what are the injustices that you, that just gut wrench you? Uh, and maybe doesn't your spouse or, you know, your, your best friend, those mm-hmm. are clues into design, but also what are you super good at? Like natural talents and abilities. What, um, you know, like for me, one of the things I realized was I'm really good at like uh, kind of, for lack of a better term, seeing into people. Like um, I, I don't, I don't enjoy having um, surface level conversations. You know, at the the guy at the party who uh, wants to talk about sports and you know the weather that that's not me. I'd rather go into a corner and find somebody sitting um, quietly and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" I want to talk one on one with somebody. I don't need to be the life of the party, but I want to go deep. If you want to talk about depths of soul type stuff, you know. Uh, that's, that's, uh, attractive to me. Um, but I, I have a unique, uh, gifting, uh, not unique, but it's a, it's a, it's a gifting that, um, that I'm able to kind of, you know, a curiosity that, that I can dig deep into people and, and kind of say, Hey, did you see this? This is really cool about you. Right. I, I can like help people see that and reveal that. And, 
And, um, and of course that kind of led into, you know, Oh, this, this coaching thing, this, this, you know, this might be a good fit for that gifting. Right. Um, but everybody has things that come easier to them than others. Right. And those are clues. So it's just about reading those clues. And again, as simple as the car in the driveway, like if you never saw a car before and you just found one, you know, first time ever, you, you, it wouldn't take you very long to, to say, oh, hmm, look, these, these four th things with rubber on them, they roll, you know, you, you would start to like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, you, you would, you would say this steering wheel, this, this round thing, this circle thing, this actually moves the front four rubber things, you know, you would figure it out just by investigating the design qualities um, of what that's meant to do. And once you mm. start up that engine, then, you know, game on, right? So uh, I would I would uh, say, you know, that's kind of the metaphor for like, once you kind of awaken that, that, um, that discovery, right? You realize, oh, you know, all of a sudden the, the, the fuel gets behind and you can like go. Yeah. And that's often the painful part, right? Getting discovery and having to be honest with ourselves and really self-evaluatory. Mm. Like it's, it's not always fun, but when we lean into it and we have a guide, whether it be a coach or a best friend or a spouse or a mm -hmm. parent or sibling, like there are people all around us to help us through this. Mm -hmm. And I I've always found like if I go through my own self-assessment, it gets a little scary. But if I <laughs> if, I, if I work with someone, mm -hmm. an external person that knows me incredibly well, like that's mm -hmm. really where the magic happens because mm -hmm. they're they're going to confirm things for you. But they're all. It's amazing the skills that we have and the magic that we all have inside of us that we we're so used to that we don't even see ourselves. That's that's a good point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it can be it can be very hard to see what those things are because we are so used to seeing them, right? It's kind of like you know you see the image in the mirror all the time, but if somebody shows you the side of your head or the back of your head, you're like, oh, that I did not see that, right? You, you it, it would be a different view. So it can be helpful to put somebody, you know, whether it be one person or a whole group of people around you that can help yeah. you see those things. I love it so much. Just such a, that's like the real value, I think, in not putting ourselves in a bubble. It's so mm -hmm. tempting, I think, in the entrepreneurial, especially online entrepreneurial journey to sure. pretend like we're going to just lock ourselves in our basement and create this multi-million dollar, <laughs> huge, you know, great empire. But that's mm -hmm. not how it works, does it? It has like community matters and surrounding ourselves mm -hmm. with like-minded people matters, mm -hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's a, a major component of it for me is like, um, I need those people. That was part of my journey is I, I need those people around me um, that uh, have the like-minded, you know, think this way, right? That have, as I would say, they're awakened as well, right? You know, there's plenty of zombies going around the, the world, you know, just on the hamster wheel of life and doing the same thing mundane day in and day out. But the people that are like purpose focused, I want those people around me. And I also intentionally, and I would put you in this camp. Uh, I intentionally look for people that I trust enough to say, Hey, if you see something in me, 
if you see like, if I'm out of alignment, if you see, um, if you see gifting to call out in me, if you, whatever, I want you, I, I give you permission. I encourage you to be somebody who can uh, speak boldly into my life. You know, sometimes care, called care frontation, right? Care enough to confront stuff that's hard to say. Like, you know, it, it really sometimes it, it can be as difficult as like, I'm willing to sacrifice. You might not love me anymore. You might not want to be my friend anymore if I bring this up. Uh, mm. That kind of hard conversation. I intentionally invite people into my life that I trust enough and I respect and admire enough that I want them to know, hey, you got permission to give me that stuff and I'm going to take it as value and not say you're a jerk and never talk to you again. I, I'm, I know there are some people that might, that don't have that permission that might, that I might <laughs> say that. But when I say that I'm intentionally looking for that community and that depth of community, you know, that iron sharpens iron kind of community, right? For sure. Oh my gosh. Cause it's, that, that's a level of vulnerability, Scott. I think it it takes someone with a very skilled purpose and like self-awareness to do. I, I, mm. I'd love to say, yeah, I'm all for that. But I'm like, um, maybe yeah. sometimes because <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. it's hard to hear that about ourselves. It's hard to invite someone at that level. Mm. So if, if a listener has never done that mm. and they don't have those types of connections, they're looking at their phone going, yeah, great. You guys got this groups you're a part of. Like, how do we get started even creating those relationships if we don't have them well, now? Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, you would, uh, you would say that you have that with your wife, right? I, I, I think I've learned enough about you to know that. Um, yeah. And, and, and I would start there. Like if you're, if you can build that with your spouse, um, that's great. Um, but uh, sometimes as business leaders, uh, there's stuff that is hard to even talk to, even no matter how good your relationship with, with your spouse is, there's some things that you can deal with as a business leader that could stress your wife out and why put her through that. So, so that's why we need these other trusted relationships. And, you know, again, that I've, there's a couple things I'm obsessed about, and that's one, the, one of the other ones I, I love mastermind groups. I love, you know, and, and that, I guess that word gets thrown around a lot, but, but it's, it's a community. It's a small group of people that fit the qualifications I just previously spoke about where you're coming into this, this small group community with that intention in mind, I want you to speak into my life and I will do the same for you. I will be present for you. Like the authentic relationship with presence is so uh, non-existent today. Mm. It doesn't happen automatically with, you know, having, you know, 10,000, 20,000 followers on Instagram, or, you know, you've got, you know, 5,000 contacts on Facebook, yet we don't have these kind of relationships. So you have to be really intentional about it. Um, you know, I, I, I've made it a, a business to, to connect other business owners together and, and create, facilitate these kind of environments. Cause there's, there is a bit of a skill set to it. Um, but, uh, if I could, if I could like give a, a couple of pointers on like how to do it. Okay. Here's, here's a good story. 
So a few years ago, you know, uh, our mutual friend, Caleb, and yeah. I, I don't know if you know Billy, but the three of us, um, I was, I was really good friends with Billy. Uh, Billy and Caleb are like childhood best friends. And so he was sort of like really good friends with both Caleb and I, and he was telling us about each other. Finally, after a few years, we kind of formed this three man bond. Right. And, and there was a, a commitment there with each other. We call our little group, the three cherries. Now don't tell anybody that that's private, <laughs> but it's the three cherries. And um, we, we, we have a text thing with the three cherries uh, uh, emojis, but but the three of us have uh, formed a bond and and a an accountability system and an encouragement system and a just like sometimes shoot the shit system. But it's it's like you we are intentional about meeting regularly and speaking truth to each other, being fully present for each other, and we're there for each other, you know. And and. Uh, you know, recently, um, this past year, we've um, gotten very busy and we're not meeting as often. This is kind of going back a couple of years, but I know that any one of these guys, you know, has my back and I can ask them for yeah. anything at any point. And they know that about me. Um, so I, I want to use the word covenant. It's like, if you have a covenant idea, you know, if you, if you're brave enough to go to your buddy and say, Hey, let's have a covenant kind of relationship with the difference between covenant and a contract, right? Covenant is I'm going to show up for you this way, no matter yeah. what you do on the other side. And if you've got that going both ways, that's pretty powerful. 100%. I can't express the value I've gotten from, from that. I, I you, you put it in a way that I couldn't put it <laughs> like that level of relationship. Cause I am, gosh, I'm like in four masterminds now. Mm -hmm. And one of them was literally started the same way you and you, Caleb and Billy did, where mm -hmm. I met two guys. I was, I was launching an affiliate program and I met them both as a result of this. I was like, mm -hmm. wow, I really like you. We really get along. I really like you too. We should all meet together. And now we mm -hmm. meet together every month. Actually, next Thursday is our, our time. It's the second Thursday of every month. And it's three hours that we meet. And it's like, mm -hmm. It gets in the weeds, brutal, yeah. like helping, yeah. but it's all good. It's all that constructive yeah. feedback that we need and it, it's business, but it's also guys will bring stuff from home, from stuff mm -hmm. from their personal life and bring it to us. And it's such a great relationship that, that ends up forming. And like you said, it's in between the meetings. It's if, if anyone needs anything, we're all dropping yeah. whatever we got going on to help our buddy out. Cause right. it's reciprocal. Right. And when mm -hmm. you give, when you give, you're receiving, aren't you? Like it's, yeah. it's this yeah. funny thing that happens when we're giving of ourselves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that the, the ultimate fulfillment comes from growth and contribution. So, you know, having something that is so near and dear to your heart that you want to give to it. That's that contribution. It's actually, um, I, I, I use this, uh, this, this is a one thing, you know, I do a lot of work with people in their relationships. And one of the things that kind of is, uh, profound about the relationship work I do is, is admitting that we are self selfish creatures. I used mm -hmm. to think that it would be really good for my wife and I to be selfless. Right. 
but I don't subscribe to that anymore. I actually teach couples, you are selfish. Just admit it. Let's be selfish together. But the way that you're selfish matters, right? And <laughs> and that that ultimate form of selfishness, the ultimate fulfillment, right? When you're when you're fulfillment focused, you know, you can you can focus on the basic human needs. And that's when you see the selfish a-hole, right? But a person, say like Tony Robbins, who I learned these this needs model from, if you if you look at him, he's having experiencing ultimate fulfillment, and his number one driving need that he's fulfilling is contribution and growth, right? So, in a way, he's the most selfish one in the room when he's got you know ten thousand people in his in his thing because he's ultimately fulfilling his his deepest desire to do what he was born to do, and uh, so if you can kind of tap into that in these relationships, these one-on-one relationships and say, you know, between a husband and wife, um, if I make it my absolute biggest fulfilling desire to light her up and make every one of her needs met, that's, I'm doing that for me because I know that's going to feel amazing. But imagine if you have two people that are doing that covenantially between each other, then holy cow, that's, that's heavenly right there. Oh my gosh. That flip that like that connected like five different thoughts that I've had <laughs> about relationships and marriage all at once, mm-hmm. because someone had told me once, if you wake up every day and think, what can I do for my spouse today? Mm. That's the key to having a really good relationship. And we can like, if you don't have a spouse, if you don't have a significant other and you just mm-hmm. have other people in your life, like, what can you do for that person in your life? Sure. And then like, like you said, Scott, we're actually making it a selfish need to fulfill that desire to do good for them. And that's, oh, it's taking all the bad, whatever stereotypes that we have about human behavior and turning it into a good. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me, you know, most people are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs and there's a there's a there's this pyramid thing but there's a transcending the pyramid level right it's called transcending the needs right and uh that's to me i i, I haven't experienced a higher level of fulfillment than that um than to just kind of tap into that we don't do it all the time or perfectly right but it really feels like heaven on earth when you when you get that kind of relationship going with another person Oh my goodness. Now I'm just, I just have ideas, Scott. That's crazy. That's just good. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Like it, we're, we're never done growing. We're never mm-hmm. done enhancing our personal self. And that's why self-care, that's why becoming the better person, it leads to success in everything that we're doing. And that's why mm. I firmly believe, like I said, at the start of the show, if something's broken in your business, like, you better look at home first. You better look in, inside first because mm. that's the thing to fix. Don't try to yeah. fix your funnel. Your ad doesn't matter. Your ad doesn't care about you. It's a static mm. being out there in Zuckerberg land. <laughs> you can't control that, but you can control what's in here. Yeah. 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 And that, I mean, that, that's the root of the work that I do. I mean, I, I, 
I call myself a performance coach for, you know, for entrepreneurs who are, you know, understanding this idea because we have to look at being the best. What that means to me is being the best version of yourself as a leader, as a spouse, as a parent, whatever your roles are, being the best version of yourself and squeezing out the next level of performance on that. That's a, that's a daily quest, right? Um, but you do have to be, to your point, self-focused to do that. But if you under, if you do, again, the difference between the a-hole and the guy who's making the huge impact in the world is not that one's, you know, they're both selfish, right? From my definition. Um, but one is focused on the, his purpose is to meet his own needs. The other one is his purpose is to make a contribution. So right. if you uh, get really dialed in your morning routine and you make sure that you hold that space for yourself, love yourself, care for yourself. Uh, I mean, nobody said it better than Jesus. Like, you know, he was being tested by the, the rule makers and the religious people of his time. Like, Hey, you think you're so smart. Like what's the best law? You know, you know, there's like 600 laws in our religion. Which one do you think is the best? And he said, love God. But then the second, love your neighbor as yourself. And then what, he, do you know what he said after that? Off the top of my head, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. So the thing that he said after that is what I find the most profound. So everybody, I mean, most people have heard that, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, and your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. You know, people can quote that. But then he said with that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but all the law is fulfilled in those two things. So he gave one and he said, Hey, I'll even do you better. Here's number two. Everything else doesn't matter if you get those right. So, oh okay. So let yeah. that sink in for a second. Jesus said, everything else doesn't matter if you just get, I mean, I like simple, right? Let's boil it down to a nutshell. Right. So, okay. I'm like, okay, yeah. What do we got here? But why, why, why uh, the world has so many problems? is people aren't loving themselves. People don't care for themselves. People go around thinking horrible thoughts about themselves. And no yeah. wonder we're treating, as a society, as a culture, we're treating people so horribly because we're doing it to ourselves. You're going to treat your neighbor, your fellow man, as you treat yourself. So that, again, from a, it might sound selfish, but I'm saying, take care of yourself, love yourself. I beg you to love yourself because I know that the way that you love yourself is going to come out in the way that you love me as your fellow man. So what if we, as a society, all got that really, really down, right? Then everything right. would change. And of course that needs to be in the context of, you know, who your creator says you are, right? You know, yeah. if we're informed by our own stupid thoughts, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm ugly. I'm not good enough. No, no, that's not what God says. Right. So we, that's why number one is so important, but we get, we, we, we get all three parts, right? Love God, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Damn. Mm. That's a, that's a life. That's a world changing sentiment. And it feeds right into what I was just about ready to ask Scott. And I love that you, you, you got right in front of it, which is like, how do we pivot to that? And I'm thinking of this like, I'm sorry, an oper operations guy. I'm thinking like a 20-step process with three phases, but it's <laughs> not. It's really simple. 
Like, mm-hmm. if we start with that simple premise, mm-hmm. loving ourselves, loving our God, and if you're not Christian, this is not Christian-centric. I mean, you can mm-hmm. love God and be whatever religion religion or not religion or just believe in a, a creator or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Believing in some kind of a higher power, it all kind of feeds in that same sentiment. Mm-hmm. But we fix those two things, and everything else is fulfilled. Right. It's so darn simple that we yeah, I mean, need I to think, remind ourselves to do it. <laughs> right. But, I think everybody can relate to, regardless of religion or or faith or anything, being the best version of yourself um, with the right lens, right? So that you can be a better member of society. You know, be the best version of yourself so that you look really good and you get more followers on Instagram and you know, that's not it. Right. You know, have the best BMW, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> good. That Cause it. I'm never going to look the best to get the best people on Instagram. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you, if you, if you are motivated by, okay, I want to be the best version of myself so that I can make that, that woman that I live with super happy. So I can raise those kids that, you know, are under my roof so that so they can be the best version of that. That's why I have to protect that, that, you know, air quote, selfish time. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and just within our businesses, I, I know this from a fact because I've experienced it. Like my team saw it. Mm. My, my, the people I was working with on sales calls, they saw it. I mean, there was a different air around me when I, mm started to love myself when wow. I pulled myself out of whatever dark hole I'd put myself into or the mm. world to put me into like our team. If you, if you guys are leading a team listeners out there and you start implementing this, like right now, everyone around you is going to see the difference and they're going to mm. see it quick. They're all going to be wondering what happened. He seems different now. Yes, mm. because you are. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that 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 leads me to identity, right? It's it's changing your identity, your who you believe you are. You know, people will see that, right? Yeah. My goodness, one thing I do for that, Scott. I, I don't know if you do this as well. I do like it's in my planner every day. I do these like affirmations of mm-hmm. like I love myself. I'm 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 good enough. Mm-hmm. I. I can't have it all. And, you know, all these little things I tell myself every day as mm-hmm. part of my morning self-care routine. Is there anything, any particular tactics that you found to be really helpful uh, when we're starting to look at morning routine and taking that time for ourselves? Well, I really like the one you just mentioned, but uh, I want to give a caution on it because our, our, you know, the, the brain, uh, I don't remember where I've heard this, but there's like 95% of our computing power in our brain is, is subconscious. Right. Yes. And that, so at least five, I'm good at math. You know, I, I figured this out. 5% is the conscious brain. So basically where we're able to like be cognizant and be thinking about our thinking is 5% of our computing power. So when you're giving those affirmations, you're using that 5%, but there's that other 95%, it's David versus Goliath here, that 95% is subconscious programming. It's essentially the operating system of your computer, right? It's running in the background. 
and it's in control. Like if you zone out on your way to wherever you're going, uh, you get there and you're like, how did I get here? Well, your subconscious drove you, right? Uh, you know, there's all sorts of things that happen on autopilot and our subconscious will call BS on our, on our um, affirmations if we're not careful. So that's reality. Let's just deal with reality. So if, if I'm saying I have uh, more than enough money today, you know, I don't know, I, I, what, what, let's make it really obvious. I have a million dollars in the bank, right? That might be an affirmation that I would have used in my previous life, right? I have a million dollars in the bank and I'm stating it in the present because somebody told me that that's what you're supposed to do, state in the present. But my subconscious is like, you don't have a million dollars in the bank. You barely got $2 in the bank. So my subconscious is Goliath and it's going to win. So uh, what we can do though, and I just recently learned this, um, it's like looking out to like if 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 you're in a house that's small enough or a room that's small enough, you can have a window out your left and a window out your right. So you can look out the window and you see what's, you know, maybe in your front yard. You look out the window, you see what's in your front yard, you see a a a a, a bike, you know, kid on a bike. You mm -hmm. look out your backyard, you see a squirrel in a tree. Which one's true? Like it just depends on which window you're looking at, right? So right. Um, tell me one of your affirmations again. Um, I, I love myself. Okay. That's your subconscious might be saying, well, that's bullshit because what, listen to the things you were saying about yourself just last night, right? So one window says, I yeah. love myself, and that's true. The other window says, that's BS because I heard what you said to yourself just last night. Both are true. Mm. And once we acknowledge that both are there, then we can make a choice. Now, this is all the, this is kind of like a, almost an NLP kind of thing, right? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're using that, we're, we're using that 5% more effectively to hack the code and say, even though both are true, I choose to look out that window. I want to look at the kid on the bike instead of the squirrel in the tree is just a simple choice. Right. And even though that thought's there, I choose this thought. Um, not that anything is technically wrong about what you're doing, but just that that's another level of metadata that I think makes it so much more powerful. What's well, another level of awareness for sure. And that's really useful because like we get to have that choice. And yeah, I, I hadn't even considered the fact that I had, I still have that choice and yeah. subconscious Adam might still be saying, yeah, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. So just acknowledging the choice is still there and being yeah. aware of it. I'd say 99% of the problems in the world are, you know, we're not aware that it's a problem yet. And once yeah. we're aware now we can fix it, but it's being problem aware. That's really the, it's that first step. Then you have power to, yeah, to deal with it. Yeah, that's good. Oh my goodness gracious. Scott, we could go on and on and on, but I, I do want to be uh, respectful of your time. I know you have a, a time hack at the, the top of the hour. Mm -hmm. So we might have to have you back on. But I'd love to. I feel like we could talk for hours and well, we already have, so we'll talk for more hours. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, Scott, where can, where can our, our listeners learn more and continue this journey? I feel like if, if you're listening to this, you're like, gosh, we just scratched the surface. Exactly. Because this <laughs> is not, 
a short-term thing. This is a long-term, you're never done with this, which mm. can either discourage you or if you're like me, it just excites me because I know I got, I'm going to fix something and then I just got more to fix. So it's always a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a daily grind, those daily habits. And yeah, my website is uh, awakenlife.com. Uh, I want to invite people to, like we were talking about community and um, just like the quickest way that I can meet you and and meet other people in the community is just come to one of my um, mini forums. I think you've been to one um, and you can just go to ceo.awakenlife.com. Just change the www to ceo.awakenlife.com and uh, you can come to a free event and you know, get started on some community building and kind of, if you've never experienced a mastermind for it'll be an opportunity to kind of get a taste of what that's like. Um, but yeah, uh, plug in, uh, you know, the, the other place that, that I, that I have is awakenlifecommunity.com. And that's just, again, another free, free way to plug in and kind of stay connected. Awesome. Well, listeners, if this excited you in any way possible and thought, if you just got one good thing from this, working with people like, and working with Scott and people like Scott, like I, I led with at the top of the show, it's, it's changed my life in such a positive way. Um, when I meet someone for the first time and I can, cause I'm like, Scott, I like to have those deep conversations in the corner um, rather than just talking about the, the ball game. Um, but if you haven't done this yet and you're curious you owe it to yourself to give it a shot. You will be amazed at the results that you get, not only in your business, but in your life and the way you look in the mirror and everything feeds into everything. And it just leads to this great life of purpose and fulfillment. So brother Scott, thank you so much for joining me. This has been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to the next time we get to chat. Thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate it. All right, that wraps up for this episode, but don't let the learning stop here. Join us in the Facebook group where we'll be sharing the latest tactical techniques and tricks that we're seeing work in companies just like yours. Go to adamliette.com slash Facebook. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash Facebook.